This is what the people want. <laughs> Listeners, you are listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about some recently watched, which we will try to not spoil. We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find the music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, The Moon Dash Rays. And we're not professional critics. No, no, we're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Good morning. And Jolian. Happy Christmas. Yeah, it's getting pretty Christmassy in here. So, um, we will talk about Recently Watched, but uh, it's, it's probably worth mentioning. We have a whole plate of Christmas cookies in the middle yes. of the table. And... Uh, Jolien, thank you for bringing those. And your dear wife, your long-suffering wife, yes, for baking them. Long-suffering. All her doing. <laughs> most wives should we, be described that way. We had our 28th long-suffering anniversary yesterday. So. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. What is the 28th anniversary? Donut. Donut? <laughs> Apparently. Wow, okay. It was our date-aversary. We, we celebrate more, that more than our... Okay. You know, government the first day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We did the same thing and could never remember when we actually got married. Sometime in October. <laughs> hmm. I just park it somewhere near Halloween. You know. So, um, you protected her from the scary guy in the X Files episode pretty early on. Yes. Uh, what was the character's name? Do you remember mm. the guy with the. The stretchy man. Yeah, who would eat livers and crawl mm, through the ductwork. Yeah, I haven't watched them for ages. Yeah. Yeah, we, we used to watch them on uh, video in when we were living in Japan. We used to bring, oh, okay. bring down a couple of tapes on the weekend. Nice. Great thing about the Japanese. I wish they did it for the American release, but because um, uh, they weren't as familiar with the geography. Uh-huh. Uh, each episode would be introduced and they'd like have a map of America and you'd like zoom in on the area and you have this like grim voiceover telling you and it really set it up well. It's really nice. nice. Wow. That's interesting that they chose that. And and their geography was relatively accurate? Yeah, it's accurate, yeah. Good. That's nice. Because uh, have you ever seen those videos where they ask people to <laughs> to fill in a map of the U.S. with what's where? What, Americans? Well, Americans no, are... Amer Americans would probably be worse at it than people from other countries. Mm. But, you know, they pretty much know what Texas is. Yeah. And maybe some stuff in the Northeast. And then, you know, they or just... Uh, Colorado, no. No. No, nobody <laughs> knows we're here. <laughs> we're kind of hiding. I wish. It's like a big square states area. square, yes. 
It's a square state. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, some of the hilarious stuff people come up with. You know, they know what Florida and Texas are pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So So we uh we each probably watched some stuff. Anyone want to start recently watched? Sure. Go I ahead, Will. Only have one, really. Do it. Uh I watched obviously the movie we're covering. Mm-hmm. But I finally broke down and watched Pearl. Mm. Oh my goodness, how was it? It's amazing. Excellent. It is so good. Um, I won't talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, X was kind of a uh, a throwback to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mm -hmm. and that kind of film. Um, This one is a throwback to the 70s still, but the 70s kind of... uh, Big studio, but still uh, sort of low-budget, arty uh, horror movies. It reminded me of Burnt Offerings or something. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, it especially reminded me of uh, Grassland that we watched, which was terrible quality, <clears throat> but I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's fantastic. It is just like, X was good. Yes, but this just blows it away. Great. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm. I, I think it's one of those movies I'm going to be thinking about for a week or more. You know, <laughs> catching myself just wondering, wow, what was? Oh, that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched it last night. Um, it's an hour and forty-two minutes, and it totally earned those twelve wow. minutes. So. Well, can't say harder than that. Yeah. Exactly. It was just, um, the last shot is something else altogether, uh, and Mia Goth is the mm. new Scream Queen, I would say. <laughs> She's killing it, huh? She is awesome. A24 is killing it, Mia Goth is killing it. Um, yeah, Pearl is up there with, uh, with other legendary movie killers now, I'd say. Man. You know, uh, doesn't have any any sort of supernatural quality like a Michael Myers or a or Jason or Freddy or anybody like that. But I'd right. say she she's right up there with the crazy. Oh man! So check it out. I'm gonna probably watch it again. <clears throat> this is exciting. Yeah. Yep. Want to see that? So um, that's been my uh, attempt to watch things I haven't seen yet that came out this year. Right. So, all right. Wow. wow. Jolene, you want to go next? All right. I watched uh, Don't Worry Darling from mm. this year, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah, I highly recommend this, especially to Richard. Uh, check out the first half hour at least because it looks gorgeous. It's like it's Palm Springs, like paradise for white people. The modernism stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's got some of the actual architecture they filmed at um, uh, the... Uh, Kaufman House in mm-hmm. Palm Springs where they took all those famous oh, photos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, gorgeous. And the costuming and the cars, it's just amazing. That is, uh, yeah, Pearl is the same way. It's like, wow, this, uh, yeah. It's it's hard to talk about without mentioning anything, really. Mm. Uh, funny that, but... Uh, the preview seems to give some stuff away. Uh 
Yeah, I don't watch previews. Yeah, I'm, I don't yeah, think the preview gave you. anything away for this one. Oh, good. Or a couple scenes maybe, but um, it's set in in 1918, so it looks very period, but it looks period through the lens of a movie from the 1970s. <laughs> If that makes sense. Right, because there's a big vogue for... Exactly, and that's why it reminded me of Grassland, because it's the same time period. It's, you know, 1918, 1919, whenever. Mm-hmm. I think it was right after World War One. This is right at the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so fantastic set design. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, don't worry, darling. It's like a really <clears throat> familiar setup. You know, you've seen it in tons of things, including... That issue of fantastic four where they're stuck in the little village um but yeah it look, looks great um D- dita von Teese is in it really yeah so, wow yeah they go to this like club and there's this woman does this pole dance and I thought, oh she's that's dita von Teese. wow i haven't <laughs> seen her in forever uh yeah florence Pugh is the star she's fantastic uh she's in midsummer and yeah i like her a lot black widow uh harry Styles. he does a decent job um Olivia Wilde's in it as well. Chris Pine's in it. Uh, Gemma Chan's in it. Um, Kiki Lane. Asif Ali. It's got a good cast. Sounds like they spent their money on the cast. Yeah, it's, so it's um, yeah, a really familiar story. Good looking. It, it does outstay its welcome. You could you could take out half an hour of this. Mm. It, because I'm... I, because in the nature of the story, you can probably guess it from the trailer, but it kind of uh, there's a lot of repetitive mm. things in it. Everyone's like programmed into this um, setup. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. Um, I watched uh, Buried Alive from 1990, uh, starring Robert Vaughan, Donald Pleasance, and uh, in his final role while he was still alive, John Carradine. What? Mm. Wow. He was still alive in 1990. Wow. Yeah, he did this. They shot this movie in South Africa, and then he flew to Italy for some um, event, and then he died there. Does Donald Pleasance do any shouting, or does he keep it kind of low key in this one? He's more reserved in this one, hmm. so it's just loud talking, but not full <laughs> yelling. Uh, Robert Vaughn does the full freak out nutsoid stuff. Okay. Nice. It's always one, at least. Um, yeah, John Carradine spends his time in a wheelchair, and he's even more confined than that, as you might guess from the title. Um, but it's got some bizarre deaths in it. It's got death by a handheld food mixer. Ooh. Death by trowel. Um, it's like it's like um, they credit Edgar Allan Poe, but he never wrote a story about some... A <laughs> <laughs> hand mixer killing yeah, someone? Yeah, quit blaming Poe for stuff. Weird goings on at girls' school. I think every writer's He's written not that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going on at a girl's school. Um, I, I remember very little about this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Malatesta's Carnival of Blood from 1973. All right. Have you heard of that one? Uh, uh, this is Christopher Spieth's only movie. Um, but the biggest name in it is Hervé Villachez as um, uh, Bobo. Um, it's very trippy, nightmare, trash, uh, weird soundtrack, um, kind of silent movie aesthetics. Um, 
silent movie clips. There's a midnight roller coaster murder. Um, there are harmonizing zombies. Ooh. Um, there's popcorn throwing cannibals. Um, they throw it to to lure people to them. You want, it's one of those movies you stick on any time of day, and it feels like three a.m. Oh, perfect! <laughs> I'm watching this one. Yeah, it's a good uh, mind. I think of a t- if the horror movie has blood in the title, you're you're going in the right direction already. <laughs> uh, I've been watching uh, ghost movies in the forties, uh, but I've been posting about them on Facebook. Um, Nightmare Beach from 1988. This is uh, an Umberto Lenzi film. I didn't see while I was doing the book. Um, but uh, if you can't guess the killer by the end of the credits, uh. hand in your jello badge. Um, <laughs> yeah, straight off, straight off. Uh, so this is set on Mani- Manatee Beach, Florida, where the spring breakers rock into town mm. and uh, lots of big hair and naff late 80s rock and roll in- ensues. Um, and... The spring breakers are being toasted by a black glove killer with an electric chair built into his motorbike. Um, <laughs> okay. John Saxon plays this kinky <clears throat> cop. Uh, Michael Parks is in it. Sarah Buxton's in it. Lance Gold is in it. There's a biker gang who called the Demons, and the logo on the back of their jackets is the Demons logo from the movies. Oh, really? With a little lightning thing along the bottom. Nice. Um, it's a cheese fest. Uh, there's wet t-shirt competition, hair metal, um, butts and bikinis in close That was the original title. Yeah, butts and bikinis. Yeah, um, two. In between the, the terrible metal, it's got like a Claudio Simonetti soundtrack. Hmm. Um, so yeah. I, th- uh, yeah, <laughs> check it out. It's on uh, Canopy and... Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, and then Troll 2022, which is on Netflix, I think. Uh, directed by Roru Tag, who did uh, Frit Wilt, the Cold Prey, the Slasher in the Snow yeah. movie, which was excellent. Yeah, he did The Wave, he did the last uh, Tomb Raider film. Um, so this is like a really straightforward giant monster movie. Um, it's not like Troll Hunter, which is different. Yeah. Uh, that was from like 2010. Um, by the way, the, the director of uh, Troll Hunter is doing uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter, which comes out next summer. Oh, okay. Um, but Troll is really well done. Oh, okay. It's not like the old Troll. <laughs> I was going to say. The it... ripoff. It's, uh, it, this one's really, really well or done. Or Troll too. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's funny. It's quite moving in parts. But, oh, okay. Uh, effects are excellent. Yeah. Do you it, remember where it's available? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Troll. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. There you go. All right. All right. Well, for me, I've um, recently watched some television, uh, which included uh, the new season of White Lotus, which I was told oh, could yeah. be watched as a non sequitur, uh, or I should say could be watched independent of having you know, seen a first season, uh-huh. which I have not. And I, liked it. I, I felt like I didn't miss anything from uh, not having seen the first season. Like, I feel like these are apparently different characters doing different things at the same place. Yeah. Or a different location of the same place. I don't know. They're in Sicily. Oh, <clears throat> so now they're in a different location. Must be the same White Lotus 
company that runs uh, right. Flight Club Med, kind of. Yeah, and this one has Michael Imperioli, F. Murray Abraham, and some young actor whose name I can't think of as the three Italian-Americans who are like, oh, we're going to go to Sicily and kind of get in touch with our roots. And, uh, of course, that's, you know, the, the, young, the young guy is just total eye roll at the, at the dad and the grandpa the whole time and letting them know how out of touch they are. So that, that plot line's interesting. Uh, there are two uh, wealthy young couples who are on vacation together, and that's that's interesting because the one guy is kind of self-made and the other guy seems like he comes for money and the wives have very different relationships to the wealth, be it new or a little, you know, longer in, in the family. And, um, it seems like a lot of hijinks are starting to ensue. We're talking three or four episodes in and you can see things are going terribly wrong. Um, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Grease, the one that played, Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, I don't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a really good actor. Uh, he and the woman who played Stifler's mom in American Pie. Okay. Yeah, there are a couple. And uh, Anyway, there's a lot of interesting little subplots going on, but you know that there's going to be some some affairs and some deaths. Yeah. It's going to be that kind of stuff. Yeah, Mike White. He yeah. does that kind of thing. Yeah. He's a... Yeah. Uh, I'd say slightly misanthropic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would appear so far. You know, but I've I've liked most of the things he's done. Yeah, and uh, strangely, today I ended up I turned on Me TV. You know how like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. but I did. I was like, oh, maybe something like Twilight Zone will be on, and uh, it wasn't. Instead, it was. Uh, episode after episode of Happy Days that were the Christmas episodes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a couple of them had sad, sad Fonzie stuff going on. I don't feel so good. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't either. Um, it, it got into a third one, and I just had to turn it. I was like, I can't do I can't do this. Why did Fonzie hang out with those kids? I think he was a perv. Why were those kids so old and still in high school? Why did they have foofy 70s hairdos in 1957 through 1960? Because that's what the set 50s looked like, right? Apparently. Just like MASH took place in the 50s, but... Yeah. Everyone had poofy 70s hairdos. Yeah. Were actors in the 70s just stubborn about their stupid hair? Yeah, I think it just wasn't important. It's like, eh. Yeah. We're just going to let them do what they want. You know? We're in, we don't have to pay for the hair budget bunch of wigs and whatnot yeah yeah paying extra to make them cut their hair short yeah no <sighs> it's really weird though watching that stuff and going eh, i don't know they get some of it right and they get some of it really wrong but oh well uh other than that not much going on for me watching stuff lately i've been pretty busy with work you went to bruce fest i did go to bruce fest i watched a bunch of cartoons i, I stayed up there the this night was before Bruce Sternfest, right? I wish. It was Bruce Campbell. Um, Bruce Campbell and Ted Ramey were at this weekend-long event up at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. And I drove up the night before, stayed in an inexpensive hotel, watched a bunch of cartoons, got up early. And uh, so I guess I could add to my recently watched. I watched some uh, Futurama. Um, Headed up really early and uh, loaded in. 
did the show, made some money, did not meet Bruce Campbell or Ted Raimi. And, uh, always say you did. I Who's going to check? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there <laughs> I mean, I met Sean Connery in the airport once. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was just an old dude who was bald and had a white beard, but actually, my classmates believed me. Actually, I'm Egyptian. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. He was a Spaniard, an Egyptian playing a Spaniard. Did you just look at him and go, what are you looking at, you Spanish peacock? <laughs> uh, I just yelled Zardos real loud in the, in the airport. And that's when security came and took me out of the airport. And away uh, from the man who was you, not Sean Connery. Did you Zardos and drop your pants? Yeah, and I had that little diaper thing on. Right. I was about to do it. Which I just wear anyway, so... <laughs> For any listeners who don't know what Will and Julian are talking look about. Look up Zardoz. Yeah. yeah, to go watch it. You'll be glad you did. Uh-huh. And it will never leave your mind. No, no. <laughs> Sean, and it, it sums up America pretty well. Sean Connery in that strappy thong diaper contraption. Man. So weird. He pushed for that outfit so hard. They were going to have him in a totally different outfit. I he seriously up, wanted to wear that? No. I'm making it out. Okay. But. Damn. He's like, I brought it from home. We've got to put it in the movie. It fits the character. They're like, I don't know. You were supposed to be in black leather and kind of badass. No, this is much better. If I'm fighting a giant head. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Slashback. This is the 2022. I assume this is a Canadian production. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a group of Inuit kids who are doing battle with uh well they don't make any um bones about it they want you to they want to put you in mind of the thing uh-huh and they even want to go ahead and put you in mind of uh night of living dead yeah uh-huh because we got some of that too but this movie in my opinion does not suffer from having nudged you and reminded you of that no no i think it it did pretty well with the uh it's, it's an the, admission yeah instead of it it didn't name all the characters after horror directors. <laughs> that is the yeah. worst thing you can do. It was, you know, they didn't live on Carpenter Drive. Yeah. <laughs> the mailman wasn't uh, like uh, Mr. Craven or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they did refrain from doing any of that nonsense. But, uh, Julian, do you want to give a synopsis? A, no. A brief rundown of the plot? Just say no. Uh, <laughs> if not, I will. You don't want that. My my arms are being bent from both directions here. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got a bunch of young teenage girls on uh, an island off of uh, sort of Baffin Island. Okay. Um, so off the uh, Cumberland Peninsula, I believe. Um, anyway, it's uh, coming up on the the solstice, so it's sunlight. All the time, and uh, the the adults are going to go to a community hall and dance to an accordion and get really drunk, and me and the kids are all left to themselves, which is always a good idea. Uh huh. And uh, and they've got access to booze, rifles, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Just, get just you like through the any bit. kid needs. And uh, and meanwhile, there's a small scale alien invasion. Yeah. Um which they have to take care of themselves. Yeah, because all the adults are 
at the community and event. It's about that. And, and, uh, and in between hunting aliens, they talk about boys or the boy. Cause there's <laughs> the boy, yeah. There's like a boy. <laughs> well, yeah. he does have that new four-wheeler. Yeah, he is pretty cute. Which they generically refer to as a Honda. As a, he got a new Honda. You were picturing like a little compact car and it was a four-wheeler? Well, I was picturing a motorcycle, but... Uh, oh, okay. But yeah, a four-wheeler made more sense. So yeah. they, they call the town Pang. It's uh, Pangtung. And uh, population, who cares? As yeah. As the girl says. Um, and uh, yeah, the... the um, I was I was super impressed. It's like basically this director, um uh Nala Inukshuk, um and the writer they just put this project together and they they, went they brought out in some it. acting coaches and just got locals, you know, there's no professional actors and yeah. they, uh taught them how to act for a bit. Um they they kind of crushed it. Yeah. The kids are awesome in this. The photography is amazing. Yeah. Some beautiful sweeping the views of the landscapes. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, special effects thought really good for this. For this, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the CG's like Marvel standard, but yeah, yeah. Imp- really impressive for a... For a low budget. Yeah, going into a low budget horror movie with a bunch of first time actors, you could be ready to forgive a lot, but the movie doesn't really end up needing you to that much yeah i found um a lot of the lines that i felt would have been funny if they'd been delivered better um i felt they missed the mark with me um, yeah some of the those lines it was just too it wasn't mm, uh yeah i thought enough. when the kids were arguing with one another uh, or blackmailing one another yes. between siblings was like, okay, this seems real. Yeah, yeah. And then they would hit a line, and you're like, mm, yeah, that yeah, sounds a little too like scripted. What came from a script and what came from talking to them and seeing how they talked with each yeah. other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, their interactions uh, with one another were great because they they seemed a lot like real kids. So kind of like growing up in Deming. Yeah. I wonder if this group really actually knew each other. Well, they'd have to. It's not. A... It's a <clears throat> tiny town, so. Well, I mean, they regional are... horror. The well, big, biggest city in the area is like three thousand people. Yeah. So, so my my guess was that they were all from this little village, uh, and not plucked from nearby villages or whatever. Of course, if there's nothing nearby, then pff, <laughs> that answers that. But uh, yeah, there was a a, a definite. Um, energy that they had going on as a group and individually you know some of the young actors were better than others and none of them were so well i shouldn't say none of them were so bad but um any of the kids that were either too young or not as capable as the others it didn't ruin it no it didn't i mean you could just go all right well fine uh there's plenty of movies with a big budget with all kinds of trained actors who they have to stick a four-year-old kid in there, and the kid delivers a totally memorized, wooden-sounding line, and it it doesn't take you out of something like Gremlins, you know, mm-hmm. where you get some kid going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I memorized this, nah. you know. This These kids were just... <laughs> Can't get set in the style of Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, nah, see? <laughs> uh, here's what I really liked about them. 
is they reminded me of my own upbringing in this. Oh this. yeah, anyone from a small town recognize these kids. Well, that's the thing is is okay. We we ended up moving to a small town, but I mean, my childhood before that, when we were like, I think of Fourth of July, like the months leading up to Fourth of July, uh, in the seventies, um, we ended up at a pretty young age having explosives we shouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. Freedom we shouldn't have had. Yeah, it's the seventies. Oh yeah, these <laughs> kids are like living a lot like it's the seventies. Right. And the and you know the parents are off drinking some drinks and the kids are off riding their bikes and blowing some shit up. That was what we did. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I don't remember any big concerns about getting caught either. It's like ah oh, yeah well they, they they might get mad. You saved your allowance for fireworks when I was a kid. I don't know. Yeah. That was totally allowed. You'd buy anything you wanted. Oh yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, they just... don't blow your hand off. Was all the advice they'd give you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't planning on it, but thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the instructions on the packages were always hilarious. Like light wick, run away. Yeah, it's like what are you talking about? You loud light it report. You... Yeah, you light it in your hand and you throw it quickly. <laughs> what is this? Put it on the ground, light it, and run away. That is not how it works. No. But these kids had had rifles. Yeah. And knew how to use them, which was pretty cool. And yeah, I uh, wish they hadn't like just taken pot shots at the local fauna. Yeah, that wasn't too cool. But they uh, they discovered really early in the movie, and Will, this was an eighty-six minute movie, so you probably Perfect. felt really good about it. Yeah. Um, they discovered really early in the movie that there wasn't an a- there was an alien invasion, and uh, it didn't take a whole lot of time. You know, like for the character who makes the realization, who's disbelieved, it didn't take a whole lot of time to get to where they were believed. Like proof showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, halfway through the cop skin shows yeah. up. Yeah, and uh, the ill-fitting mask thing was was brilliant because yeah. it's like it's wearing a weird skin suit, mm-hmm. which means the special effects didn't have to be so great for that. Yes. They could save the money really for works. the tentacle thingies. Yeah. Was there a musical sting that was a Stranger Things sting at some point? I don't Will, know. Will, you, you wouldn't know. But Julian? I mean, I would, because everything just, in that is something recycled. Yes. I, I just picked up on the Night of the Living Dead soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, that was happening. Um, the thing. So we got we got the whole, <laughs> the whole thing where the one kid's explaining to the rest of the group the plot of the thing. Yes. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they, they mentioned, uh, the part where the, the abdomen turned into the big chomping mm-hmm. fangs. Yeah. And then they also mentioned the, uh, the part where they were testing the blood with the hot wire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's like, Oh man, where's this going to go? Um, yeah, this movie doesn't get ruthless. Uh, there's certain points where I thought, oh, this could go really dark. Because, like, two of the girls are like, uh, they have encounters with the aliens and they're covered in blood. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is going to affect them. This is going to. That's what I thought it was going. Into systems, yeah. That, you know. But it does not do that. And I thought uh, when they brought up the blood and the wire, that was going to be tied into somehow identifying them or something. But. But no one gets infected. No. Yeah. Which was really good because we didn't want to see anything bad happen to any kids. 
Yeah, I, I thought, thought uh, something bad could happen to a couple of them. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe get backhanded by another kid. I felt um, there's, there's a similar sort of movie called Attack on the Block where it's a, like mm-hmm. an alien invasion of British council state. And yeah. <laughs> that gets more brutal. If you if you want it to go darker, watch that one. But I thought this one was great. Like um, this would be great for a sleepover movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Attack the Block too. That That's was a... was that a uh, Edgar Edgar Wright? Uh... It's got what's his name in it? But Nick not... Frost is yeah, in it. Nick yeah, Nick Frost. But... I wondered if Edgar Wright was involved somehow. Or if it was Edgar just... Winter wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with that. So uh, this this was premiered at South by Southwest um, in Texas. In Canada, it was opened at uh, at TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, and um, it was released in selected theaters and went uh, to streaming um, soon after October of this year. So we've had. Uh, very little information about this until recently. I was glad to see it was on Shutter. Yeah, the preview is pretty enticing. Didn't watch the preview. No, it, it luckily it didn't give much away. That's but, good. Yeah. Um, Although in this, I don't think that's really the point of the movie. If you gave it away, you're like, oh, I'm watching kids fight aliens. That's Right. It's not like it's a big twist at the end. And mm. If you're a bad person, you're going to get some kids killed in your movie. If you're a good person, you're going to find ways to not kill them. Um, they did a nice job of unplugging the adults from the story pretty early on. Yeah. Because it's just like Charlie Brown. You know, the adults should all be womp, 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 womp. <laughs> you don't see them. You don't even really hear them. And they're gone. Yeah. A lot like growing up in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like when my folks threw a party, if it was, we had a uh, pool table and a bar in the basement uh, between the kitchen and then the downstairs stuff, all the adults had stuff to do. We could run around and do what we wanted. Oh yeah. No one stopped us. Nope. (laughs) You know, and and then your uncle or your dad came in sloshed and was like, who wants to go get ice cream? And you're like, "Mm, I really want ice cream, but I know he shouldn't be driving. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You shouldn't even be standing up right now, but have some beer nuts, you kids. <laughs> remember beer nuts? Uh, I remember them, but I don't remember what they were. Uh, they were just like Spanish peanuts with kind of a candied, oh, okay, yeah. shellac on them. It was just some excuse to get some food into drunk people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then to s- stop adults from, uh, you know, getting DUIs, they had a little foil like paper foil envelope of these little black pellets called sensens. Remember that? No. Oh, they were supposed to like get the booze off of your breath. Cops won't know the difference. <laughs> that's uh that's as good as people who say, well, carry a bottle of NyQuil on your car and you can take a swig of that and it'll cover up your boozy breath. Mm, sure. I'm like, mm, no, I think that's just adding to your problem. <laughs> <laughs> you just did another shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parents were bad in the 70s was the moral of that story. But uh, we survived. Most of us. Uh, yeah. There's some smarter people. ones. Yeah. The ones who did survive are smarter and stronger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like it's supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> Our dead counterparts. Well, not much we can do for them now. 
Yeah. Do you ever ride around in the back of a station wagon with, or a pickup truck with like no safety belt, no seatbelt? No. What the hell were seatbelts for? We didn't know. We didn't wear them. No. Besides, oh, they were the lap belts in the back. They didn't cut you in half anyway. Yeah. We wore our seat belts in, where, you know, when I was growing up because they had all those horrific uh, Videos? click uh, ads. Oh, my God, yeah. On TV. <laughs> click, click every trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, of, often hosted by people who turned out to be terrible child molesters. <laughs> <laughs> What's his face? Yeah. From that Netflix. What's Netflix, his face? From the Netflix special. Famous child molester. What's his face? Terry Ten Hands or whatever Terry his name was. Terry Ten Hands. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Savile. Yeah, that guy. Jim. Yeah. Oof. I didn't watch the special because I really didn't want to know where that went. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched uh, one of those British uh, like PSAs recently. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it was... Uh, I think it was electricity. It was not messing around. No. It was like, kids, you are going to die. Yeah, you will die horribly if you do this. Uh-huh, exactly. And it was like, wow, that's well, probably gets the point across better yeah. than stepping around it or showing an egg frying in a pan or something. Oh, yeah. I think the Ridley Scott one was where the kid's playing in traffic and runs down the street and, and then there's like a hammer hits a peach in slow motion. Nice. Mm. Ooh. Yep. That's good. I'd keep watching those if I was a kid. There's a good one with Donald Pleasant's warning about playing near, like, open water. Oh, yeah. He he plays the voice of death. (laughs) I'm waiting for you. We needed those in New Mexico. That was a big thing was kids would go play in an arroyo and, Mm. you know, flash flood or in a ditch. And so there was the ditch witch that was supposed to haunt ditches in New Mexico. I was speaking of New Mexico, I read up on um, skinwalkers because oh yeah the creatures in this movie that they, they talk about various um, in the um, mythology yeah creatures and one of the Arklut, which is the shapeshifter and in water it's an orca and on land it's a wolf ooh so blasting caps did you ever get those commercials yeah don't play with blasting caps yeah. I I often wondered where the hell all these blasting caps were. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, my parents had a friend who was a miner. He he had some, but that makes sense. Yeah, but he, uh, he used them for exploding rocks and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where were these kids getting blasting caps? I don't know, but we probably would have found some way to really do some crazy shit with them if we got a hold of them. Yeah. You you familiar with this, Julian? Don't play with blasting caps. It was a whole campaign. I didn't see that. No. Okay. Apparently it's something you... Uh, it's basically the igniter for dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, it's that. So apparently irresponsible miners left them lying around in great quantities. I think they sold them in stores next to the the bottle caps. Those little... The candies? Candies, yeah. Yeah. People mistook them. Yeah. Hey, let's encourage kids to suck on a bottle cap. <laughs> that won't go wrong. Right. I think in the 70s and earlier, uh, you know, uh, adults just delighted in torturing kids. <laughs> I use Saturday morning cartoons as the prime example of adults hating children. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because the cartoons did suck, and then by the time you got into the groove of what was going on, it was over. Yeah, it's... now we're showing you golf. Yeah. Thanks, kids. Or Soul Train. Yeah, Soul Train was a weird follow-up to the cartoons. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, I'm watching Scooby-Doo, and all of a sudden I'm watching a bunch of people in skin-tight polyester pants <laughs> gyrating. I'm watching Don Cornelius. Yeah. yeah Soul Tra- I only watched the intro. Because it was still a cartoon, but... <laughs> yeah, the little train would jump up and kind of jog a little bit and yeah. keep chugging along. Yeah, but the dance-off part of that was the best. Yeah. They'd, they'd make they'd make a like an aisle and everyone would take turns dancing up the middle, okay. which has a lot to do with the movie. Yeah. Remember when the <clears throat> dance-off happens and <laughs> this with the aliens? <laughs> sure. Uh, Listeners may recall I started talking about Skinwalkers, and then we went to Blasting Caps immediately, and, and then oh, Soul yes. Train somehow. Skinwalkers. How do we get to Soul I Train from Blasting there Caps? there were some Skinwalkers on the second season of Soul Train, <laughs> yeah. but they didn't really figure into the plot so heavily, so people overlook them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my story. Okay. So, I, I never saw it. So Skinwalkers. I don't, don't think it was something I, we had in the UK. No, you had Top of the Pops. Yeah, we had, we had Skinwalkers. You had skinwalkers just out on the streets. Yeah, we, we called them werewolves. Yeah. yeah. So what did you discover about skinwalkers? The last big uh, kerfuffle about skinwalkers was uh, 1878. Hmm. Really? So not that long ago. What happened? Well, you know the Long March went through your neighborhood. Yeah. So they, they were forcibly moving Navajo from uh, Arizona and Mm-hmm. through the New Mexico desert. Once they completed the march and they'd been away from their homeland for so long and all the fields had gone to hell, uh-huh. they decided the experiment wouldn't work. So they, they said, all right, go home. So w- with no provisions, nothing. Yeah. They had all where to go home again. So once they got back, um, things got really ugly because um, some people, they they saved their crops and they did okay. Some people didn't. It's you know disastrous. Yeah. And uh, so that with jealousies broke out, and the noise at this particular point, with accusations started to fly that some people had skinwalkers, who these like magic using. Uh, you know, if you go through various rituals, like you wear the skin of whatever you want to turn into. Um, yeah. Etc. You can take on the form of an animal. Um, so uh, yeah, there was accusations of things. Skinwalkers broke out, and, and dozens of people got ended up getting killed. Wow! Hunted down and lynched, and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty rough. Wow. Yeah, I'd say so. I hadn't heard of that, but that doesn't surprise me. It's not the kind of stories we tell. Damn. So we didn't. Um... We didn't really talk about this yet, but you do see in this in this movie a uh, struggle for identity, and there's there there's a uh, at least with one of the characters there's a very serious internal struggle about you know cultural identity and wanting to reject it. Yeah, and just saying, uh, you know, why why do we have all the you know the dumb Inuit art on the wall, yeah. and you know why do we eat the stuff? Everybody has a fish painting on their wall you know? <laughs> right 
My and she she stuck that. her foot in her mouth like three times in front of that kid. Yeah. It's like, oh, my mom painted that, <laughs> you know. Um, but they you hear them talking about, uh, you know, the stupid country food, whatever that specifically means. Um, you know, I assume it's just the local cuisine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the one kid is like, I like KFC, you know. And yeah, that was sophisticated. Yeah. That on was her ex- part. Yeah. That was expensive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that she wants to get away and go to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is the big city that you mm-hmm. want to break away to, and uh, and these kids are just like when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove, they embrace their heritage and they say, "Let's go hunt these things," and they and they put on their traditional um, face markings. Yeah, and they take up traditional weapons and modern weapons as well, and they're like, "Let's go get us some aliens." So you do get some tremors moments. Yeah. You know, where they're locked in that shed, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that shipping container shed thing. Well, also in the, uh, the container, they set up this curtain. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's not just a, like a physical fort, it's a cultural fort because they, they draw the curtains to protect the really little kids and they start telling stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get folklore. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, the, you know, it, it's really cool to see that it doesn't take too many steps for them to embrace their, their culture. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and use it to send the aliens packing. I found it was, it was a little undermined for me because um, they, they take pride in their own culture, which is great, but uh, the the town is an eyesore on this beautiful landscape. <laughs> it really is. And the adults are drunks. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just it's like... Yeah, that's that's part of the problem. I think, like, if you were to look at a lot of um, a lot of native culture in uh, in the here in the lower forty eight, uh, you know, the, the res culture, as they as they would say, mm-hmm. you know, the reservations have a lot of poverty, a lot of problems with drinking and yep. drugs. Yeah, and, I, I understand that, but also like universally, small towns. You'll have kids who hate where they are, want to mm-hmm. go to a big city. Oh, yeah. Adult, there's alcoholism all over the place. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can you can look at, like, we're here in Denver. I mean, like, how many transplants do we have in Denver from small towns that are just dotted around the oh, perimeter yeah. who are just like, eh, you wanna, when I get out of high school, I'm going to Denver, you know? <laughs> Like, I, I remember kids saying they were going to go to California as soon as they got out of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what they thought they were going to find there. But I bet most of them didn't find it. No. But I think, like, in the Pacific Northwest, you know, you've got Seattle and Portland. Um, there's some other places. Vancouver. Yeah, maybe Vancouver. But if you're anywhere in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, you're going you're gonna to pick that place that's nearby. And I think you just get the hell out of Idaho altogether. If you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff hasn't changed. Yeah. In a lot of years. So, um, but generally, um, the, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't try to, um, really hammer it too hard. The cultural stuff. I think they yeah, just, it, it doesn't get deep at all. Yeah. They just kind of made it a nice point and a nice, you know, like a nice plot point. Yeah, if you want something that goes darker and deeper, um, Blood Quantum. Yes. Yeah. I had that on my mind the whole time watching this. Uh, Blood Quantum was a much more serious one. Um, if you want to look at 
a movie, um, uh, cultural identity stuff. Uh, what was the name of it? Um, identity. Yes, that one. <laughs> no, there was, there was one that was actually filmed not far from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, oh, geez, I can't think of the name of it, but I want to say it was Smoke Signals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the characters, uh, you know, they, they took a lot of shit in the movie. And That's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one being uh, very interesting. That was in early 2000s, if I remember right. Yeah. But uh, the characters were likable and sincere, and, yeah. and their struggles were probably a lot worse if you were to see them in real life. <laughs> so that's a good one for anyone who wants to see that. Um, yeah, so the sun doesn't really go down, so we don't have to wonder about what it's going to be like with these aliens prowling around mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, I do like daylight horror. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, the the flip side of that would be 30 days of night. Yeah. Another invasion into a small village where there's snow. Um, what what uh, what really did work best for you about this, Jolien? Will? I just think, you know, it was simple and uh, entertaining. Never got boring. I did have a problem with the with the cold open and then the eventual reveal of the aliens did not seem to be the same creature mm. because something came out of the snow and got the researcher who was out there. He was looking at something because it took his gloves mm. and he stuck his face down there because he's stupid and it got him. <laughs> yeah. But then later the aliens come out of some sort of spaceship meteorite thing and they don't seem to be tied to that creature at the beginning at all. I'm like, hmm, did they add that part? Just, just so they had some sort of opening maybe that's possible but no this is a simple film i don't think that's why we have a whole lot to talk about because i enjoyed it but uh you know i'd recommend it to someone sure but there's not a lot to say well yeah it's not a complicated story yeah you know it's certainly not more complicated than tremors no which was pretty simple yeah, like you should be able to explain tremors in about a sentence. Graboids. <laughs> Terrorize <right>. town. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think they ever call them tremors any any point in any of those movies. They never refer to the ground shaking as tremors? No, they never refer to the creatures themselves as tremors. They, uh, you know, they're graboids. Yeah, they're graboids, but aren't they causing tremors in the ground? I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't think that was ever what they were, the title referred to. But maybe it does, just the tremors in the ground. Yeah. So, Julian, what worked best for you? Um, I, I was really impressed by the photography. Yeah. yeah, the photography was pretty nice. It was uh, yeah, just general execution. The direction was excellent. Yeah, yeah. pretty solid. The kids did really well. Um, some of the adults were not so good, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes that's funny and I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't see any information about the budget on this thing. Um, there was certainly some money spent on the CG and the practical effects to some extent. 
Um, yeah, they had this uh, contortionist named Troy James who did like the uh, the skins that you see attacking them. But at one point they had they had this they built this polar bear costume for him to come down the hill in. Yeah, and they said it just looked too weird, so it's covered over with CG. Ah, yeah, the the weird legs folding in didn't really work. I think maybe they should have uh, built some sort of arm extensions for the costume or something. It's hard to say. Yeah, I'm sure they there was a grant for this though, being filmed in Canada. Yeah, I don't know how much of a window they'd have to film this in because it's you know you couldn't. And you you couldn't like spend too long filming this thing. No, you'd have to film it pretty quick. Really have it plotted out, ready to go. You mean between having snow on the ground and then being buried in snow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'd probably have to look for your windows of opportunity to be late June, early July. Yeah. Right, <laughs> much most of the year you just couldn't do practical effects. It'd be impossible. Yeah. Your yeah. rubber suits freezing up. Yeah, <laughs> all the goop is just solid. Yeah, yeah, you can't do any goopy effects Mm-mm. when the goop is freezing. <laughs> uh, the goop is freezing. Yeah, that, that that's the story, the making of story. Well, the goop is freezing. The goop is freezing. Uh, any other points you want to make about it before we do the recommends? Well, Will, you kind of tipped your hand already and said you would recommend this to somebody. I changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> Jolene, what about you? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah. Do you think you need to give any caveats? Or can you, yes. Could you just say... If you uh, don't like ice weasels or ice weasels being killed, mm. trigger warning. Eh, yeah. There, there's some uh, some shootings that look real. Yeah. But uh, otherwise... No, I would I would say if I were to tell someone about this movie, I wouldn't even really need to warn them that the acting isn't all, you know, top shelf professionals. Yeah. But some kids who kind of really rocked it. Yeah, they did good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we all kind of, uh, I think, feel the same way about this one. And then, of course, yeah, we want to remind people to watch Blood Quantum. And then there was one other one that... Uh, Oh man, what was it? I think I I think I saw it on on Shutter also, but um, I could be wrong. Let's see. I'm gonna look on my list here. Let's see. Veronica. Oh, Clear Cut is a new one. Um. Yeah, this is from 1991, so it's not new, but it's did new. The, it's new to Shutter. Did the new Predator come out this year? That was Prey. Yeah. yeah. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I've not been able to see it. Yeah. I've not watched it yet. Yeah, there was a there was a Canadian film with a bunch of uh, kid actors in it that were a were first... they in a hall? Mm, no, <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> it's a different group. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it was it was a it was a First Nations um, story, and I can't think of what it was called. But next, maybe next show. We'll, All right, we'll find that. Uh, so shall we call it a show? Let's call it a show. All right, it's a show. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the tundra? I don't know. <laughs> permafrost? Stay off the permafrost. <laughs>
Wow, it's a wonderful life. And then uh, the coming attractions at the cinema, if you look at the lobby photos, it's, uh, you've got John Carradine okay. and his fedora. I'm not sure if it's from The Howling. but Oh, wow. Wow, John Carradine is yeah. in this movie. He is in every movie. <laughs> He's in every movie. And then when they go to the, um, uh, the, the department store at the end, there's this like record. It's like a, um, it's something like lose weight with hypnotism, but it's uh, by Doctor Dante. Oh, that's funny. Watch it. Yeah, the uh, the Gremlins were watching mm-hmm. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there was any significance to that, or was that just like Disney love um, music? Or I what? think I think it was Spielberg. Somebody involved in the movie, I believe, was terrified of Snow White because it was the first scary movie they had ever seen. So I think that maybe. Yeah, like oh, it was another combination of yeah. Children's believe that's what the the Snow White was picked for. Now, did you feel like maybe Joe Dante? You know. Being the age and and the horror guy that he is was thinking uh-huh. of the blob. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had to be right. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching this. And I'm really getting vibes of the blob and the way it ends up. You know. Yeah, I didn't. See, I was looking for blob stuff in it, but they don't go there. Yeah, they go to the YMCA. There's a there's a poster for Beast with a Million Eyes in the it, behind the screen. Okay. Yeah, they're, when they're running in the in the back halls of yeah, the, the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, the YMCA stripe decides to dive into the pool and create a bunch more gremlins. Yes, and of course they end up at the movie theater. And when all this is going on, you know, from one location to the other, I'm just feeling like, oh yeah, this is where they're going to bring in the blob and freeze it or electrocute it or whatever they're going to do. And they're going to do the same thing to the Gremlins, yeah. but they use natural gas. Blow up yeah. the town's only movie theater. Which for that charming yeah. little town would be a real drag. Yeah. It's like you should lure them somewhere stupid and then kill them there. Not the movie theater. <sighs> Luckily, we had VHS by then. Yeah, there was, they did run past a video rental Yeah, there was, they did run past a video rental store. I saw uh, that too. Yeah. Thinking about this, when I first uh, saw this movie, I was a little kid. I remember being scared of going to sleep because I was afraid I'd have nightmares about the gremlins and being kind of scared of the gremlins, although I really enjoyed the movie. But the story Phoebe Cates tells about her dad, I found hilarious. As a little kid, that was like the funniest thing. I don't know if I just didn't think of it. Obviously, I had to know he died in there, but it was just... It was so dark there, and weird. So I, dark I remember really loving that part of the movie. And really yeah, yeah, now you hear people talk about Gremlins and they're like, oh, that part's so dark. I was like, what was wrong with me? Yeah, I saw the, the dark humor in it. I didn't really, you know, gasp the first time I saw it. But she does say something earlier in the movie where she's like, some people open presents and other people think about opening their wrists. She says something like that. Yeah, that's another like um, myth that people, there's more suicides around Christmas. Yeah. 
story. That does seem like but, a myth. But like her, her story about the, the Santa thing, it's just got that, it's this perfect urban legend. It's like, if you think about it, yeah. like, it's a tales, this can't happen. <laughs> it's a Tales from the Crypt kind of a thing, right? Yeah. It turns out. You know, it just feels... Dressed like, as Santa. I think it was the dressed as Santa part that was funny. Imagine dying dressed like Santa. Yeah. Imagine dying in a awful. chimney. I don't yeah. want to think about that, but if I was dressed as Santa, I guess. But if I was dressed as Santa, yeah. So, um, it takes the two smartest characters. It takes it takes the two smartest characters in the whole movie, who are like around twenty-one years old, judging by how they're having a drink in a bar. It takes them to figure out what to do. It takes them to figure out what to do. And, of course, they, you know, Billy Yanks open the, the gas line. And what did they use to set it off? I'm trying to remember. They, he sets fire to this rag that leads under the door. That's what it was. I was picturing a Molotov cocktail, but I knew that wasn't right. Um, that seems pretty satisfactory, doesn't it? There's no way there's going to be room for a sequel. No. <laughs> Certainly didn't want to make a sequel. So, and then he kind of sabotaged no. his own film by and making it nonsense. Right. Nonsense. Yeah, parody sequel. That's parody it. sequels. Yeah, parody sequels. Like a uh, Tim Burton wrote. Beetlejuice, I'm sorry, Juice Demon Goes to Hawaii as the sequel because he didn't want him to make it. That is how I'm going to refer to Beetlejuice now. Juice Demon. Beetle Girl and Juice Demon. Beetle Girl with him? I did. Did you ever watch the cartoon, the Beetlejuice cartoon? Do you remember what the dune buggy was called? No, I don't. It was called Doomy. Doomy. It was called Doomy. Right, and so sometimes Lydia would be yelling for the car, and That's she'd be yelling. That's pretty good. I'm kind of thinking like, <laughs> kind of oh, thinking yeah. like the people <laughs> writing this stuff. You know, like, you know, let's see if we can get this to. one under if you're the radar. Using children's material, you have to throw in something there that's totally inappropriate, but flies over everybody's head or a lot of people's heads. Just a few people pick them up. Just a few people. Uh, the dog in this. Yeah. Than Tony uh, the dog in this. Yeah. Oh. And the dog does not die. And the dog does not die. Mushroom. Played by mushroom. Yeah. They didn't have to call the dog mushroom because no, the dog could recognize called, uh, Bailey. Barney. Barney. Yeah. Yep. Tony Danza. Got to be called Tony. Yeah. Mushroom could be called mm-hmm. Barney and understand what's going on. But yeah, his his reactions to everything is so <laughs> good. He's tied up in the Christmas He's great. lights. He just looks kind of like. Uh, <laughs> well, how I suffer for my art. <laughs> Take me back to the trail now. <laughs> right. And they don't yeah. kill the dog. The dog does right. not die. Right. Right. Even though Margaret Margaret Hamilton equivalent tries to <laughs> literally. Oh, her. Her send off. And all the all the gremlins sing. Apparently, the portraits of the man in her house, like implying it's her mm-hmm. dead husband or something. Yeah. That's uh, a character from oh. um, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Because oh. it's Pottersfield. Oh, it's Pottersfield. Right? It's the name of the town. Right? No, it's. it's um, Oh um, yeah, something uh, falls. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, 
Yeah, um, Mr. Potter is, uh, that's uh, Drew Barrymore's yeah. great grand or grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. Lionel Isn't that, Barrymore. Um, Lionel or John? John? Is it John? Not Lionel? Yeah, John Barrymore. So it's a portrait of him. No, it's uh, it's one of the other characters. Oh, okay. No. Oh, is it the uh, the angel? It's one of the villains. No, no. Apparently, I, I read it. But I yeah, when she goes out the window, oh, that was interesting. I think that's the real turning point of the movie there, because <laughs> I think that's the real turning point. Of the movie. You don't think they're gonna kill? Yeah, that's what Emily Emily said. She's like she remembers it being this Christmas movie that she saw when she was a kid and she didn't yeah yeah the body uh, count. Yeah, yeah i think going yeah, into this because they they make you yeah, think oh they're kind of cute they, oh they're they mischievous they then they kill her and you're like wow yeah wow all right and i was thrilled as a kid because well, i recognized the actor as a kid because who I plays uh mrs d was lonely holiday from alice flow from alice Bedford Falls. Yes, that is the name of the town in It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, okay, so Lionel Barrymore plays Mr. Potter. Henry Travers plays Clarence. That's the angel. Who else would I be looking for that would be in that portrait? Was it Pa Bailey? I want to find out. I want to find out. Let's not spend too much time on that. Um, but there is a character Christmas named Uncle Billy. Billy so there you, you know, go. It's a that's Christmas movie with a Billy in it. Good up a Billy. <laughs> that's got to be. It's 1946. Oh, well, there was Billy the Kid. So any Christmas uh, <laughs> from Dracula. <laughs> from Dracula. Dracula and Billy the Kid team up to save <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's a. I would watch a, the hell out uh, of that. Russ Baskin uh, claymation <laughs> thing too. <laughs> that's great. I like the running gag they had in uh, Family yes. Guy where it was Kiss Saves Christmas. Yes. There's a pterodactyl at one point, I remember. It's like they've been away from the movie for long enough to yeah. where he cuts back to it. Yeah. <laughs> They're fighting a pterodactyl. <laughs> Uh, so this movie, I should mention this, for for everything we talk about here with the different, probably expensive stunts and gags and all this stuff, um, in its day, it was a lot of money to make a movie for $11 million. This movie made $212.9 million at the box office. It was a runaway hit. So that's hit. why you had little so that, creatures attacking people in small towns for the rest of the yes. 80s into the 90s. <laughs> right. right. Although like evidently Critters, critters. <laughs> was uh, already in the works before Gremlins. I don't believe it, but... Yeah. Really? I, mean, I, I know that was true. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that was true with the one that Jolien mentioned before. Um, yeah. Uh, last broadcast yeah that was yeah. being made the same time as Blair Witch Project yeah, weird things like that, yeah that was true I mean the weird things like that have happened um, Stir of Echoes uh-huh. and uh, Sixth Sense because scripts get these shot things have happened before people, people, people steal, steal the idea because you you've already know it Warner Brothers is making gremlins oh we heard of that let's make Critters or munchies, goonies, ghoulies, <laughs> or ghoulies for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hobgoblins. I watched an interview where um, 
uh, Charles Band interviews um, Joe Bob Briggs. That was really interesting because you could tell Joe Bob Briggs isn't dismissing him as a filmmaker, but kind of knows who he's talking to. And Charles Band kind of knows who he is. He's kind of like, yeah, I know I make shit. But, you know, yeah, he's never going to make a truly great movie. But he's but but he's going to make some movies that are hilariously bad or profoundly bad. I mean, what anyway. was his company? Arrow? What was his company? Arrow? Yeah, he, Full Moon, that was it. Um, Full Moon. Yeah. I mean, they put out some great movies. I mean, they put out in the in the 90s. I've liked a bunch of them, but yeah, oh, in, yeah, in you can tell they're, you know, more, there's really like, like a burnt out building for the entire movie. You're like, this costs about $25 to make, but it's entertaining. Yeah, they already own the cameras. It's entertaining. You know? Yeah. Doll Man. Did you ever watch Doll Man? Not the, not the original, but the Charles Band Full Moon one. No, he's like some sort of badass on his home planet, but he comes to Earth and he's only like a foot tall, but he's still a badass. I mean, and then, yeah, it takes place in a junkyard or something. Oh, that's weird. It's a weird premise. I like it. So at the end of this movie, let's talk about the ending of it. Um, the news, of course, is reporting like all these weird tragedies like, oh, no, how did this happen? Nobody seems to be hip to the fact that it was the gremlins that did it. And they've all been burnt to a crisp. So no one has any real evidence of them anymore. Uh, Gizmo still exists. And uh, at the end of it, um, uh, Mr. Wing shows up to retrieve mm-hmm. the Mogwai mm-hmm. and of course kind of scolds Western society and specifically the Peltzers all at once takes it and walks away into a uh, uh, matte painting it looks like <laughs> was this whole thing I meant to ask you guys was this whole thing filmed on the same uh, uh, backlot yes. set as like Back to the Future yeah okay because it looked like mm-hmm. the town totally looked like the town uh, what was I watching Oh, uh, I was watching Adam 12 and they went to Germantown, oh, which is the set where they filmed Frankenstein uh-huh. and and the Wolfman and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, you recognize it like, oh, those are that building. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's the arch. Yeah. There's a, a lot of times they film uh, on the, you know, like an actual place, you know, in Los Angeles. But sometimes they go to a town that we, we've dubbed to Fake Town. Yeah. Uh, and you see it in other movies yeah. and other shows. <laughs> like, oh, that was a bar, and now it's a whatever. A laundromat. Just like real. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, there was a place when I lived in Seattle called Sit and Spin, which was live music uh-huh. slash bar and laundromat. Go wash your clothes and get drunk and see some entertainment. 12-hour layover in Seattle. Going to Alaska, so they went there and hung out all day. Played board games because they had a bunch of board games. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a strip club laundromat in Las Vegas where there used to be. They should have called that one. Called it two loads minimum. 
All the two loads now. You had to bring a case of two loads of laundry. You had to bring a case of two loads of laundry. Right. Hell yeah. Was that a satisfying ending to the when movie? Spike melts. Hell yeah. Yeah. When strike Spike melts, melts, I mean. Yeah. 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 They let. Um, he was going to dive into the yeah. fountain and just make a, another batch. Yeah. And um, Billy just kills him like a vampire. Gizmo pulls the shake. Gizmo kills him like a vampire. Gizmo. Okay. Gizmo kills him like a vampire. Okay. Gizmo? He knows yeah. right from wrong. Gizmo? Yeah. Well, they picked on him, so. Yeah. He didn't like Stripe anyway, so. Yeah. Maybe he was just killing yeah, him to get rid of him. Maybe not to save the town. It's just revenge. Yeah, that seems reasonable. <laughs> it's just revenge. Yeah. So yeah, the the um, the original uh, Mogwai is retrieved by Mister Wing. He kind of lets him hear all about it and sequel. goes off into the so, night. Sequel. Yeah. So. What does he say? He, what does he say uh, at the end? He, he says something he about... Says you might be ready for it someday. Do you think that was planted there no, for the sequel? No. No, I don't think they were considering a sequel. Because no. the sequel was like and several years after And they did not want to make a sequel. Right. Just Joe Dante did not want to make a sequel. I don't know if anybody really did. A sequel, I don't know if anybody really did. But the, yes, the people, people with, with the money, money wanted the sequel. Like, uh, we need a sequel. They're like, we got all these millions we made off the first one. We mm. want to parlay that yeah. and, you know, make more millions. Yeah. I kind of wonder. Now, like I said, this one, budget of 11 million made 212.9 million. Let's just see if I, could, if I were to skip ahead here and look at. Yeah, it was a bomb. Nobody liked it. I would assume. It's pretty good now. If you watch yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to it's, check it out. Uh, I've seen that one for ages. Yeah, Gremlins uh, to the yeah, new batch. Yeah, they just make fun of yeah, themselves, themselves and everything else. So you can see why people mm-hmm. don't like it because you wanted to see more of the same and they gave you, they went and told you, no, that that was stupid and you're stupid for liking it and this movie is doubly stupid. And this movie is doubly stupid. This um, was a huge flop. The budget was thirty to fifty million, and I don't know why that's such a big range. Could be lots of things. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, this was uh, this was showing here on this page to be forty-one point five million was the box office. So they lost money making this, or made very little. We're not clear. So, um, Billy's back, Kate is back, uh, who else comes back? Dick Miller and his wife Dick come Miller back. comes back, good. Gizmo comes back. Yeah. Um, of course. Leonard Malton hey, Leonard is in Malton's it, he gets attacked by gremlins. While talking about Yeah, well, they, he yeah, he criticizes it and then they attack him. Yeah, he there's things like that. Uh, Dick Miller gets attacked by a winged gremlin in the, in the streets, and New Yorkers just walk by like nothing's happening. I mean, there's great bits in it, but when I first saw it, oh, I was disappointed. I was like, this is awful. Yeah, I was like, this is awful. Yeah, I saw it once. 
I didn't yeah. watch it again for years and years, and then I watched it again and was like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely check it, check it out because it's, it's clear they did not want to make this, and they just did everything they could to – there's a Donald Trump character in it who's obviously supposed to be – Donald Trump, who... Well, they shoehorn Hulk Hogan into yeah, it. Yeah, because they're in a... He has a TV yeah, studio in, a, in his building, and they broadcast a bunch of TV shows. Oh, okay. So the Gremlins go through. They're, they're on a cooking so the show. They're uh, Hulk okay. Hogan, Leonard Malton. I don't remember if there's any others. I'm sure okay. there are, but... I'm sure there are, Is it... As dark. Is it no, as dark? No. Uh, I mean, there's some dark no, parts. I don't think it's as gory. I don't remember it being very gory. But they're in basically the premises. The gremlins are in this high-tech modern building. I think it's offices and TV studios and whatnot. So since it's all technological, they have a lot to screw up. Because that's what they like to do. Because that's what they like to do. Um, and I think right. Kate is working um, so this is a lobby Kate is working host or something. She, I remember she has a hat with the building on it. And then oh, Billy's funny. got some job there too. I want something more. She for tells her a story character. about someone else dying on a holiday, some other family member, and they like cut her off. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what she says. I think it is Flag Day. It's something like that. Oh, is it? They bring up oh Arbor Day. She's like, my uncle killed himself on Arbor Day, and they just cut her off, and they keep going. They're like, yeah, we've heard your story. Yeah, your story suck. Let's do the recommends. Uh, so let's do the recommends. Um, we all like the satisfying ending, and uh, apparently none of us liked the sequel. I don't remember even seeing it, but I recommend the sequel. Yeah. But what about the original? Mm, <laughs> what about the original? Hit or miss. You know, you can pass if you haven't seen it by now. It hasn't affected you, obviously. Yeah. So just keep going on not seeing it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a recommend. <laughs> Jolien, how about you? Otherwise, yep. it's a recommend. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same here. I mean, I own the cardigan. Of course, I like the movie. Uh, I'm not a super fan of it. Uh, you know, there's plenty of dumb stuff yeah. about it, but it's just so fun. And and you get lots of horror stuff, but it's also Christmassy. So you could argue this as like, hey, let's watch Christmas movies. No, I don't want to watch Elf. I want to watch Gremlins. And then you could like get your group of family steered away from, you know, watching Elf again. So um, there we are. Anything else before we call it a show? No, I don't think so. What are we watching next time? Anybody know? Whose time is it? Yeah, probably. Is it my pick, isn't it? Yeah, we're into Christmas. On Shudder. Yes. Apparently it's a uh, kids on bikes variant, but with Inuit kids. Oh, interesting. It's called Slashback. Okay. It's on Shudder. And also on Amazon, I think. Okay. Maybe. Definitely on Shudder. Okay. Well, cool. Slash back. Okay. For next time, slash back. And uh, if that's it, we'll call it a show. Listeners, don't feed them after midnight. Don't feed them after midnight.